Hey everyone, welcome to another action-packed episode of ARG Presents. I'm Amigo Aaron, joined by a man whose shirt doubles as one of those 3D seeing eye posters. John, boat of car shawler. Can you see it, Willem? I don't see nothing, man. It never works on me. Mm -hmm. So, if you joined us last week, you'll recall we spun the wheel, we made the deal. And this week, we'll be playing games on the very exotic and rare, in this country anyway, BBC Microsystem. The Beeb. The Beeb. Uh, we're excited about the Beeb this week, aren't we? We have a lot of fun with the Beeb. Um, so let's talk about the uh, the BBC Micro. We're just a few, okay, we're, we're learning too. We're just gonna throw some facts out there. Um, so this thing came out uh, December 1st of 1981, Boat. That's December, a long time ago. I was just under five months old when it came out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man. I was even a youngster in them days. You were. I couldn't even legally drive yet. Um, introductory price of this thing. Now, you know, uh, we talked earlier that this was sort of the rich guy computer. Mm -hmm. Introductory price of this thing, 235 pounds. Yeah. In today's money, that's 873 pounds. That is a high dollar computer. Or 1125 bucks. Now they had that, that was, the, that was your straight up BBC. Then you got the Model A, mm. right? The Model A release at 335 pounds. Holy cow. That is cow. expensive, isn't it, yeah. right? Uh, 1,245 pounds today. That's a lot of money. Or, if you're in the U.S., 600 or 1,678 bucks. Oh, my gosh. That is expensive, man. <laughs> Woof. Uh, and it was it ran. They, they produced these bad boys until 94. Oh, pretty, my gosh. Pretty I had good no run. idea. <laughs> so, you want to take a guess on how many of these things were produced, Boat? Well, take a I, guess. I, I'd say at least ten million. Ten, no. no. All right. Well, ten million. Ten million. Are you nuts? No. no, you're not even close. I mean, you put one in every school in England. There's probably ten they million put schools one in England. In every school. <laughs> That's all they put in there. No, it's one point five million. Over one point five million. That's a produced. ridiculously low number. I, I, yeah, I know. Um, that Just, might be the the console that sold the very least of any console we've ever done on this show. Uh, we'll get to some that sold far less than that. So this thing's operating system, you know what the operating system was? Um, BBOS. No, you don't know any of this stuff. The Acorn MOS, mm. right? Uh, this thing had a 2 megahertz MOS technology CPU. Uh, now, the mod we, had, we mentioned the Model A and the Model B. Of course, the, the difference is the uh, memory. Uh, the Model A had 16 big K and the Model B had that's 32K. A, that's my favorite kind of knockoff pop, by the way. What's that? Big K. Big K. Mm -hmm. I do too. I'm, I, you know me. I'm a diet do drop yep, extreme. Yeah, diet do drop yeah. extreme. So uh, now they had a Model B plus. All right. Uh, this thing would come with either six, uh, six between 64 and 128K. Not bad. You know. And then you've got your master. That's what I've got written down here. That's what it was master. called. The master. <laughs> it's 128K. The master. Um, they released nine models mm -hmm. uh, with the BBC Micro. Uh, uh, of different ones, including the Acorn. We've heard of some of these, and we've and we've Jones for them, right? The Acorn Electron, mm -hmm. and then you've got your yes, the Acorn Archimedes. Oh yeah, man! I would the dream computer of the Amigos. I would beat you down <laughs> for an Acorn Archimedes <laughs> right here, right sitting in front of me. I would let you beat me down if it would if an Acorn Archimedes would end up. That would us. be that would be the sweetest plum, <laughs> wouldn't it, to have one of those? Because just the name, it sounds freaking awesome, man. So. Uh, just getting into a, a little bit of, of the uh, particulars of it. Uh, this thing could do 640 by 256 with eight colors. 
Not too bad. Sound was a Texas Instruments SN76489. Sounds not bad. I was impressed with the sound, weren't you? Yeah. Um, had the usual ports, parallel, serial, you know. Uh, Echo Net, an optional port, which I don't know what that is. Have you ever heard of the Echo mm, Net? Maybe it's a modem peripheral. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. So, I'll, I'll speak for Boat when I say, oh, I think I will. I don't know, I don't know anything about the, uh, the BBC. I've never seen one. I've never played any games for one. Have you ever played any of them? Never. And so, I was a bit trepidatious as I chose a, a random title. Of course, Boat chastised me for just picking a random title. But I like to just... Because how am I going to base this on it? I don't know. But I'd heard of the one you picked. So why don't you go first this week with your title for the uh, BBC Micro? Don't mind if I do. So uh, this week, uh, I chose Chucky Egg. Do you know why I chose Chucky Egg? I, I, I'm assuming you'd heard of it or played it. Well, I'd heard of it from two things. One... Chris Folds. That's one of his favorite games. He uh -huh. loves Chuck Egg. But two, I always listen to the Ten Pence Retro Arcade podcast. Sure. This is one. I also heard these. My, my favorite arcade podcast out of Old Blighty. And uh, one of the guys, his, his nickname is Chucky Egg. And I remember as I was in a fever dream type state when I was in Thailand. I got real sick when I was over there. Uh -huh. And all I could do is sit in this unair-conditioned un room, <laughs> yeah. you know, my in-law's house, with this fan pointed at my face. And I had a bunch of these episodes downloaded and just listen to that guy goes, and I'm blah, 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 a.k.a. Chucky Egg. So, and that, so, so that, well, that was what... They'll be happy to hear that. You just, <laughs> that in, in, in near death experience involving... That them. was as close as I've ever come to no, death. No one has air conditioning in that Thailand, do they? No one out in the country. They've got the big houses that have the wide open... Yeah, yeah. In the, in the city, in Bangkok, it's a thing, but not out in the country. Bangkok, Oriental City? Bangkok? It's, Remember that song? Oh, yeah. Uh, one Night in Bangkok? <laughs> one right. Night in Bangkok! Mixed in Jota! And, and there goes our subscriber base. Holy smokes. So tell us about Chuck E. Egg. Okay, so Chuck E. Egg. Uh, this was developed by one guy. This was a one-man show. This guy, his name was Nigel Alderton. They called him Nige. Nige, oh yeah. Um, he was only 16 or 17 years old when he developed this game. The classic. This is the classic. The classic bedroom program. That's right. Yeah. Um, so... He took a pre-release version of this game um, for the Spectrum over to uh, nascent software company ANF Software. Now I, I did some research on ANF, and uh, uh, he took this he took this game to this this publishing house, but I couldn't find any other releases from ANF Software other than Chucky Egg and Chucky Egg Two. So maybe these guys were just trying to get off the ground That's too. That's all you need. Right, right. Um, so um, anyway. Uh, ANF was co-founded by Doug Anderson and Mike Fitzgerald, so the A and the F or the A and the F. And what they did was they developed the the other versions of the game. These two guys that formed ANF Software, they're like, well, we'll take your game, uh, you can keep doing the Spectrum port, and we'll develop the other versions. So Doug started the BBC Micro version, which we're playing, and uh, Mike Webb, an ANF employee, completed the Dragon 32, or it was probably Dragon 16 port. Really? And this so, was on the Dragon? Yeah. How about I played AKA this? your favorite machine. I'll be looking for that. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. So uh, Chucky Egg went over went on to sell over a million copies and um it uh and it was basically the, the only source of income for ANF as far as I can tell. <laughs> they went under in the latter half of the nineteen eighties. So they Still, were they probably funded them for a long time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um so there are two different versions of Chucky Egg. Um, one is 
one has sort of realistic physics and the BBC micro version and the Amstrad version fall into that where the jumping is sort of a natural or video game natural type of right. jumping. And then there's the ZX Spectrum version where you just fly all over the place and you can do what you want. Really? Yeah. So, um, Chucky Egg, what is it? Well, if I were to compare this to a game... I know what you're going to say. Well, you have to compare it to Donkey Kong. That's not what I thought you were going to say. What were you thinking I was going to say? Minor 2049er. Well, I'll tell you why, <laughs> exactly I, didn't, I'll tell like you why I didn't go with Minor 2049er. Because in the upper left-hand corner of the screen, there is a menacing, evil-looking, duck-like figure see, in a birdcage. See, do you know the... Is there a backstory for this game? If there is, I didn't, I didn't look at it. Here's the thing. I could never tell if you were helping the bird... Or he was hosing you, mm. you know. Right. I, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, that's that's a good question. And, and any amount of any no. amount of research would have turned that up. However, my my <laughs> amount of research was limited to just playing the game. You are collecting um, the eggs, right? right? You're collecting so the I, eggs, and he is in his little bird jail, aka a bird cage. If but he is in the Donkey Kong spot, you're right. If you look at the um, if you look at the box, the box art for this, or the cassette art, yeah. um, it's it's very it's it's not apparent who you're trying to help because it looks like your man is trying to squash an egg, and the the chicken is not happy about that. <laughs> so that's it's a little bit disturbing. The Chucky egg. I probably would have gone with different art to be honest with you. That doesn't exactly inspire purchase, but hey, it didn't hurt sales in it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so another reason why I compare this um, to Donkey Kong is obviously the latter aspect. Um, and also the enemies. I don't know. In Minor 2049er, are there enemies that move up and down the ladders and stuff? There's, there, no, yeah. they don't. They yeah. don't move up and down. so that was that was another thing that that sort of led me in that direction. But you're right. It is very similar. Especially your your main dude looks like the Minor Minor 2049er guy. Like him, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Chucky Egg was followed up uh, two years after it first came out with a sequel, Chucky Egg Two. Um, and uh, this is this is more of a dizzy style adventure, according to my sources. Um, I did not try the second. Yeah, one. I, I didn't try it out either. Um, but it's if it's anything like dizzy, then it's probably not going to be my cup of tea as much as this game is, because those dizzy games are hard. And this That's game, true. this game is is right up my alley. It's it's easy to grasp what you're doing. You're collecting the eggs. Um, now, what adds kind of um, interest to this game is that when you start each level there are piles of bird seed scattered around the stage yeah and you want to avoid picking up that bird seed because if you leave it be then the birds will be to come distracted by it and they won't they won't come after you they'll stop to eat the birds now seed. those are ostriches right yeah those are they've got to be ostriches yeah. what else could they be so um, I had a lot of fun with this game. Um, the sound was okay. There wasn't any kind of background music to it, and just your, your normal jumping sounds and things like that. But um, you know, I thought it was, it was definitely a, a, an addictive title. Um, I had trouble emulating this with, this, with the joystick. Um, I was using the keys, and just like with the ZX Spectrum, you've got to use a strange combination of keys. It's not your WASD type setup. Well, you could thankfully you could reset them in uh, program. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do that. Oh, I did. <laughs> I reset the heck out of it. So why don't you tell me your thoughts on Chucky Egg? You know, I don't want to oversell Chucky Egg, but this is the finest game I've ever seen. <laughs> loved. I've heard about this game for years. I'm a big. I have now turned. You know, I love. I love simple, wacky games. And like Doug said, Donkey Kong or My Toy 49er or Jumpman. Mm -hmm. This is like all those games had a weird kid. It is. You've got, 
And here's what I like about it. You know, what made, and this is, it takes me back. When you played original games back in the day, they were very, um, they were very one-trick pony-like. You you can go left or right and shoot. Mm-hmm. You can go up and down. I love a game that just lets you just go nuts. You can go anywhere. You can jump off stuff. And the difference, when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, it's Minor 24 now. It's the exact replica. But there's a big difference. It's a huge difference. And then one of the basic differences is in Minor 249er, the Miner can only fall about yay far before he melts and gets killed. Mm-hmm. The dude in Chuck Yeg, man, he's out of his mind. He's like just jumping around like a maniac. <laughs> he can fall from anywhere. He doesn't care. That's the best thing about this game yeah. is, that it, is that it doesn't kill you with fall damage. Yeah, I jump, hate that about Jump Man was the same way. Yeah. Jump Man, you can go, yeah, you got some room. Mm-hmm. It was refreshing, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Uh, and then, so they took advantage of the the ability to do all this crazy stuff by just putting these eggs in goofy spots. They were tough, you know. Right. And the fact that you, I mean, what when you when you jump off stuff and you kind of float over, and the fact that you can't die, it lets you do all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. The bird seed angle. At first, I was picking up all the bird seed. You do get points for it. I didn't really know docks. I don't even know docks. And then I thought about it. I'm like, this is just common sense. Hey, there are birds chasing. I mean, I saw one. I'm going to eat the stuff. I'm like, well, that's brilliant. Mm. I love that. Let's talk about another awesome thing about the BBC Micro. I don't know if this this has got to be it shipped this way. And maybe it was a requirement of uh, maybe there was some sort of, like with the Mac, there used to be human interface guidelines for every every app that ever shipped for the Mac had to ha- com- conform to these certain things. Well. For all the games that I played on the BBC Micro, there was an instruction screen. Yes. You see that in cracked games too. later on, but I have a feeling that this came naturally like yeah, that. Yeah, the C64, when you go back and play the cracked games, mm-hmm. some, a lot of times they've added the instructions right. in. But you're right. Like, for example, in the game I picked, there's a, there's a backstory. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. But um, something else that I thought was interesting about this game is, um, you know, after you get to, I think it's the second or third level, they introduce your elevators in, right? And these elevators, it's, these things are tough. The time, especially when you're on the bottom level, you've got to watch that one go off the top of the screen and, and, and time it. So, I mean, it's tricky. Just right away, they're tricky. Something else about this guy uh, is the fact that when he... And I, I died a lot. And one of the ways I would die is the fact that this guy, for all of his jumping ability, he sinks like a freaking stone if you just walk <laughs> off a ledge. He just goes like... He takes two steps, he goes... And yeah. shoots straight down. So, if, you, if you're on the top level and you're like, I'm going to get that... I'm going to get me some elevator. And you run over and you don't jump. You just run. Or you jump too far. He's gone. Straight down mm. like a sack of crap. And I'm, let me tell you, the, what I think the more and more that I think about it, why did they make fall damage in any game. To me, like, I understand if it's an arcade game you're trying to suck quarters, so okay, Donkey Kong gets a pass. But um, Minor 2049er, that game would have been so much more fun if they would have just let you, if you fall down, that's fine, you have to work your way back up again. No, no, it's a different game. In Minor 2049er, they've combined Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. And so you're going, you have to go, you have to touch every ledge. Right. Right, and so adding fall damage in uh, was crucial to the way that game was structured with the elevators and stuff on this game having no fall damage i watched your playthrough on this and i was screaming at the tv <laughs> just fall through the top hole because you kept trying to make this mm-hmm. jump over and over and i, looked, I didn't realize it at the time and i looked at the chat and the chat was like fall through the hole <laughs> i was just screaming i'm like come on man you get you get conditioned when you play games of this vintage that you're going to have fall damage now i did not get far enough in this to actually get the duck to get involved, you know, <laughs> they, like that. I just saw it on the screen. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, I'll, 
I, I could get a decent one. I felt like I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I didn't have a joystick. I would have. I played with a keyboard. The game lets you set your keys. The game's got a high score table that's a, that lets you put your whole name in. Right. There's a Very lot of nice. things I like. Very nice. You know, I mean, it's a no frills sort of game in a lot of ways. But I mean, it 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 was one of those strangely addictive games. Mm-hmm. I played this more than I played mine. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. And again, it makes me happy when I hear these games talked about for years and years, and I finally get around to playing them, and they're, oh, they're great. It was great. I recommend this wholeheartedly. I really thought it was a lot of fun. And this will be one of my go-to games. You should also mention, while we're talking about it, what was what is the site that we've been playing these games off of? Oh, I can't even remember. It's will, bbcmicro.co.uk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's a website that's got all, I'll look the, it up real all quick. the uh, BBC games uh, emulated, in H- and you can play them in your browser. Man, this place is the is the best. Oh, I, ha- I hit it on the head. BBCmicro.co.uk. Nice job, dude. Uh, they've got all the games, the screenshots. They all, I, I played probably 15 games, and they all played flawlessly. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any trouble. Uh, sometimes you have to reset the controls. Boat, I didn't try joysticks. Boats said even the joysticks worked with this, so that's pretty cool. But overall, Boat, I enjoyed your game quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, just so you know, because uh, it's not immediately apparent because they don't they don't make it abundantly clear, but I was able to get my PS4 USB, you know, plugged in through USB stick working with this with this online emulator. And um, I know that when online when browser-based emulators first came out, that was the one thing that they couldn't do. But turns out all of the main ones can do it. And even like the smaller ones like BBC Micro, there is some compatibility there. So give it a go. Um, this is the way to play these games because it's quick, it's easy. You don't have to mess with ROMs. You don't have to mess with configuration. Uh, it's very, very nice. Paula, what game did the color palette this remind you of a little bit? At least, I mean, maybe it's too, so old a game. This game, I mean, it's not even just necessarily the color, but the look of it. It reminded me a little bit of a game. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Give me a hint. Give me the initials. SP. I got nothing. Space Panic. Oh, I don't, I've never played it's it. It's not really similar in terms of gameplay, but it had the look of it. Sort of remind me of Space Panic. That's got the bouncing smiley face, right? No, that's Berserk, dude. Look it up. Space Panic? Are Berserk, you sure? Berserk and no. Frenzy had the... Listen, are you questioning me I'm on I'm questioning this? you. So right here on the show, you're going to look it up. Yeah, that's Space Panic right there. Look at there. It was right there. There's the smiley face right there. What smiley face? Hold on a second. I'll show you. Right there, they they left out the. That's the, an O. They left out the dots yeah. and the the smile. But Once that's, again, that's him, right here. Listen to me. <laughs> Ignore him entirely. But Bo, you made a good choice this week. I really enjoyed it. You know why I made a good choice? Because I didn't randomly pick a game. Well, that's hey, I'll, hey, we'll get to mine. Did you did you price this thing? I you know I didn't price this thing, but I can do it uh, momentarily. Um, While he's looking it up, I went ahead. I did look at to see what BBC Micros are going for, and guess what? Uh, I couldn't even hardly find any, and the ones I found were super expensive, man. That's why, you know, on the chat they were talking about that. But. I couldn't believe it because I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking maybe I need to get one now. I, we, I mean, and I don't know the compatibility. This is the problem with us with our little knowledge of the actual, uh, the the line of computers. I'm assuming that they're backwards compatible from the Archimedes back, the latest Archimedes, but I don't know. And you have no idea either. I have no idea. So it looks like there is no um, there is no Chucky egg that's been available on eBay for a very very long time. There is a um, I don't even know what this is. This is this sold. This is called an Acorn BBC Micro Game ROM Instant Gameplay. So are you selling? Are you selling 
just the oh, you're selling the actual ROM chip. How bizarre! Oh, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're interested, just search uh, on eBay. Search for BBC Micro Game ROM. They're actually selling the ROM chip for this game. I don't know. Maybe you install that in the system and you can load it up just like loading Basic from an Atari XL machine. That's a weird, weird deal. Yeah, that's a strange one. Yeah. Overall, though, I'm guessing you're giving yours a thumbs up as well. Two thumbs way up for Chucky yeah, Egg. Big deal. All right. So I'll go ahead and take off then with mine. So I picked, of course, I like to pick crazy named games, and I had to pick Anarchy Zone. Oh, yeah. Because Anarchy was a big deal back in the day. That was a BBC thing, right? It was just... Or, a, I mean, a BBS thing, right? The A with the... You know, we all... Oh, yeah. Everybody the, with the notebooks were, and... Because you were the cool guy. It was right next to that weird S infinity sign that and you And this drew. guy... This has cool guy written all over it. That's why I like it. So, um, this game came out in 88... It was originally priced at uh, one uh, one pound ninety nine p. Very budget, budget release. What yeah. a deal! Yeah. By the way, for this, I think, in my opinion, so this was published by an outfit called Atlantis, and they did uh, several games on the uh, on the Beeb. Gunfighter. They did both Hobgoblin titles. Got to have those. Storm Cycle, Crack Up, Pro Golf, Golden Figurine. Creepy Cave, Panic, The Survivors, Cops and Robbers, and League Championship. And I've been told that Crack Up was their was their number one title for these guys. Um, so this game is a single player game. Uh, it uh, is a uh, a space game, a space shooter. Uh, it's got a wacky backstory. Uh, so basically, in this in the world of Anarchy Zone, uh, the galaxy has been divided into different areas by this kind of a uh, empire, galactic empire of, uh, that's evil. And they've imposed strict travel limitations, right? This is like a firefly moment for me. It's the same thing. They don't want you don't want you to go nowhere. And so you 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 have decided screw you guys. I'm going wherever the heck I want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're not going to let that slide. Mm. They send in the boys to come get you. And then my favorite part of this uh, remember the motto of the Astronauts Anarchist Association, live fast, die young. Yes. That's a, not a good motto. <laughs> That's a bad motto to have. They didn't live long. They, they, the they did die though. young, yeah, yeah. and they lived slow. So um, this game was written by one guy, just like yours. His name was Rob Dullstone. Uh, Rob only wrote one other title, I believe. Uh, and it was, I think they actually, I think they actually released it here. Uh, let me see if I've got it written down. It may, this may have been his only title. I tried to find some information on Rob. I tried to look up uh, his uh, email, all the stuff I usually do. And this guy's one, one of the guys that just kind of fell off the earth. I, I found no interviews with him. I don't know how big a game this was, so I'm guessing maybe it wasn't like a huge game. So. What is the Anarchy Zone? Which, by the way, it's got an awesome opening screen. It's just got exactly the same thing yours has. It's got this kind of a backstory that comes up. Then it tells you how to play. It tells you what the options are. Uh, in this game, you only have uh, rotations of left and right. There is no up or down. Mm-hmm. And this game can be best summarized as a game very similar to the arcade title Gyrus. Mm-hmm. Or as you incorrectly pronounced it on your stream, Gyrus. No, have you ever looked at the actual Japanese Let me tell you pronunciation of this? What country is this, brother? This ain't Japan. Everyone here pronounces this sucker Gyrus. Okay. No one's pronouncing this Gyrus. It's Guy R Us. No. Get not, it right or pay the price. Absolutely not that. So if you've ever played Gyrus in the arcade, 
tremendous game. Have you ever played Gyrus in the arcade? I've only played the NES version. Oh, same thing. Okay. The, you know, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. The it's gimmick a good game. on Gyrus is it's sort of a cross between a space shooter and like Tempest. Tempest, right? Um, you circle the perimeter of the screen and and uh, uh, ships kind of come into the screen a la Galaga. Mm-hmm. They spin in. And then they go down this basically like uh, it's almost like a like a, a well almost, and then and you can shoot and your guys circling the rim of the well, it you can't really see it. It's it's a, a, a metaphorical well. It's actually I guess it's just far away in space, and then they'll sort of come up eventually. And you kind of shoot them. This game doesn't exactly do it the same way. In this game, uh, again you you circle the perimeter screen, but you actually circle and not in a circular way. It's more of a... Uh, it's more uh, of like a, it's a, a rounded rectangle. That's right. It's yeah. exactly what I was looking for. I mean, your guy makes the curve, but it's not smooth. You just mm-hmm. kind of turn it up. And, as you, and you spin around the circle. Uh, aliens come in, but they come in in, in one big wave. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not like spinning in over and over like they do in Gyrus. Also, Gyrus is a driving, awesome soundtrack. <laughs> It was the first stereo arcade game. By really? The way. Interesting. Um, this game doesn't have any music. It just got boom, boom yeah. sounds that when you shoot guys, but that's just okay. Uh, so uh, you've got different enemies that come in, uh, the, lots of little circles. The funny thing about this game, I was watching you play this on the stream, and I was I was screaming at the screen again because if you read the instructions <laughs> on this. I'm sorry, I'm bad. And this is funny. Um, you get in this game, and this is what makes this game deceptively interesting. Most people would just be like, "Gotta go in there and shoot all the guys. You're dead." No, 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 no. Um, you lose. You have a skill modifier to your score, and it's based on how many shots you take. It's also based on whether you shoot things you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. The little peace signs. You're not supposed to shoot. Don't those. shoot those. Those are those are uh, protesters. Basically. I was I was trying not to shoot them. But they oh, no, ended don't up. get me wrong. It's incredibly difficult yeah. to not shoot them. They're right. For one thing, the other stuff you shoot, you have to pound to right. kill it. Those things, they just die like that. Mm. They're gone. Uh, this game has uh, elements of it are sort of like a... Uh, again, I go back to this a lot, but if you've ever played like Blood Money, where you've got these weird uh, uh, shapes that just sort of fly in a formation in front of you, that's sort of what happens here. Uh, they will uh, they will come at you occasionally if you get too close, and if you run into an alien... It will. You have a damage bar. You'll take damage. If you run into one, you'll take a ton of damage. Uh, when you start the game, you just sort of start off with these sort of uh, pulsating balls that come out. As you progress into the game, you will get some like what I like to call look like dandelions. Those things are real tough to to kill. And then eventually, you'll get to eyeballs that are kind of interesting, tough to kill. I didn't get to those. I died too soon. Yeah, I ended up getting to um, this game has thirty two uh, sectors to explore. And I don't think I, I think I got maybe to, I want to say 12. And the good thing about it is the, the guys that made this or the guy had the foresight to actually include level codes. So at the beginning of the very first level, it says type in your level code. And if you type in, like I think the la- one of the last ones I got to the level code was like uh, uh, cult. Right, C U L T was the level code. Oh yeah, they, edgy. They're all words. Mm-hmm. And great eighties so, band. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. The Cult was a great band. Uh, but the, you type these in. And the good thing is you start instantly where you left off. So there's a lot of replayability in terms. You don't have to go trudging through the same thing over and over, uh, which is cool. Again, you also have a life bar uh, that that so you can take X amount of shots. You can take a goodly amount of shots, uh, but once your life bar is uh, ex- exhausted, you're done. You know. 
the eyeballs, which were, again, it's as far as I got, were very difficult to destroy because the, they blinked, you know. And you, I, and you had to just pound them. I, I'm assuming you have to hit them when the eyes open. Uh, they're, they're, uh, but they're, it took me forever to kill them. They intermix the peace signs in usually with the other stuff. And so if you manage to not shoot all the peace signs and, and keep your bullets uh, uh, to a minimum, you could actually have a pretty good multiplier that comes out of it because it... There's, you've got a, much like your life bar. You've also got a skill bar, and and as you kill stuff, it, it depletes, and eventually it goes. You get nothing, which often I saw no skill. You get no. <laughs> That's they're going to put that on my tombstone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um, the uh, um, another thing I liked about this game is that uh, when you get to a new round, uh, some text comes up. It tells you where you're at, and then nothing happens until you move. And so, effectively, it's like a built-in pause. You can go get a drink or something to come back, and you don't have to worry about it, <laughs> which is which is nice. Uh, when you when you die, your ship explodes in this sort of uh, uh, jakey explosion, just like some streams come out like this, come up like this from your ship, and it says, "That's all, folks." <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like... <laughs> and you type in your name, mm-hmm. and of course, as you play, the entire time you're playing, there's always the little anarchy sign because you got to have that. Uh, the screens, the borders will change color depending on what this is. Uh, you're on. I always appreciate it when you can use the keyboard to enter your name instead of having to use yeah, the joystick. Well, I guess on there, that's all they had. So. Right, but I mean, think about all the Amiga games that we played that they still make you enter it in one letter at a yeah, time. Yeah, well, joystick. yeah, but I mean, I, I'm assuming that might, and not everyone had a joystick back in oh, those yeah, days. Oh yeah, definitely the case. And, and I don't know, I'm not 100 sure what exactly that the uh, what what joystick it used. Probably uh, the Kempston interface. Uh, just uh, of course, uh, the the the, uh, the publisher of this Atlantis, uh, long since gone. But they did. I thought for anyone that cared, they were their uh, apparently their offices were on Twenty Eight Station Road, London. Hmm. <laughs> so I don't know where that is in London. I don't. I don't have any idea, man. But I thought that was kind of cool. I like these kind of games where you've got a uh, where you've got one guy knocking them out. I just think that's kind of neat and. Uh, uh, it's and if you consider what you've got, I mean, you can't blame anybody if it flops over. And I think both these games, or I think they were both uh, based on uh, another property, you know. And I think they both did something different. I mean, this game, I would say, I don't think I like this as much as Chucky Egg, you know. But it's still, it's. I mean, I've played a lot of generic space shooters, and this is one of the more interesting ones. Yeah, yeah. The ability to rotate around. I thought, I thought to myself, man, I, I'd be neat to have a spinner. To play this, or even mm-hmm. maybe use a mouse to go to go back and forth. But I mean, it controlled well. And the funny thing about this game, and this is a, a the more intricate details that you learn when you play it for a while. <clears throat> what I like to do is, is you actually had to beat the the stuff you're fighting rotates on its own. Mm-hmm. It was best if you out rotated it. Right, you basically it was like a chase out rotate it and then get in a good spot where you could fire multiple shots to kill it right and so that made the game have a different feel from a lot of the fight of a lot of the shooting games that I've played it's not the quickest game it's not, I mean you don't have to be super twitchy like I mean you can get better at it if you play it I got better as I played it uh, but I enjoyed it man I, I thought it was a pretty interesting game and the fact that it had a different vibe to it I thought it was kind of cool. What, what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought this was was very okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's um, 
it's very whenever I whenever I hear about anybody that does a it's a one man show, I'm not going to trash this game because one person created this thing from soup to nuts. Um, it's it's very impressive that that one person could put together something like this. Um, I thought that the enemies were too difficult to kill in the early stages. I don't have a problem with you ramping up the difficulty later on, but I want to be able to to be able to confidently beat the first couple waves and the way that the enemies morph in and out. I mean, it is challenging, but I thought it was a little bit too challenging. Um, I also didn't appreciate the lack of variety. I mean, they were all just kind of, you know, blobs early on. It would have been nice if they could have had at least two different enemy types at the beginning. Well, they, they've got more that come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, I thought that um, the way that you rotate around the screen and the, and the Guy R Us effect is uh, is very, very cool. Uh, I didn't think that the, you know, making it the rounded rectangle instead of the, the normal circle, that didn't take anything away from it for me. Um, it lets the it lets the ship be as far away from the aliens as it can be on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far like you said, there's a million generic space shooters out there. This is definitely one towards the top. For Something sure. I should mention too that after a while you get to like a a, a bonus wave mm -hmm. where you have these little symbols on the screen that you can't kill. And I was like, what am I supposed to do here? And what you can do with these things is you shoot them and they scoot across the screen. And then when you run into them, you get more health. Mm. So you know that was I thought that was kind of an interesting. So they broke it up a little bit. I mean, thirty-two levels is pretty good. I didn't get to get to the. I didn't get far enough into it to see the real high levels. But with the ability to use codes, and the codes are readily available, mm -hmm. I wouldn't find saw them all. I was trying to get there as far as I could on my own without cheating. Uh, but. Uh, um, it was, I, I mean, it, this guy put some forethought in it. It's just, I mean, like I said, having the Level end, codes are the way to go they because are. you can't, you know, it's not going to help your score. If you're trying to get the top score, these aren't going to, but if you want to just explore all the game has to offer, that's the way to do it. I filled up my score screen the first night I played it, and but then I started playing Chucky e. Egg, and so I didn't play it as much <laughs> because Chucky e. Egg is more my speed. But I, I like to say that I think both these games are a lot of fun. I, I had a good time playing both of them. I, again, we BBC just, Micro. We were talking before the show, uh, and we should talk about this a little bit. Uh, the website that Boat gave out has, a, 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 like they say, a complete listing. I don't know. But they do have an excellent amount of games. A heck of a lot is the And I tried a bunch number. of different BBC games because they're just so easy to load up. Mm -hmm. And, man, the Mr. Do I saw you playing was awesome. I played Phoenix. I played Prince of Persia. I played some other. I mean, I was impressed. I was really impressed with how much I liked it. And it reminded me of that simpler time in gaming where uh, straight up gameplay ruled. There was no fluff, and you and it was fun. I mean, I, I, I've never gotten over that. That's, that's the stuff I like. And so this this machine was right up my alley. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really enjoyed it, man. Um, I, uh, I should also mention that if you haven't seen the 2009 um, docudrama, um, Micro Men, it was produced by, I don't know, I watched it on the BBC iPlayer when I was living in England. It's the story of how the BBC Micro, how these guys got the deal with the BBC, these guys from Acorn, to produce all these machines. And boy, it is a great movie. Um, it, Clive Sinclair is sort of the villain in it, and you know he's like, ah, and he's driving his C5 around and stuff. And, um, but it, it's the, the guy from The Office is in it, um, Jim. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he, he's in it. And, um, the American version of The Office? What do you think? 
Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the BBC one that much. Only it, a couple episodes. It's, it's the guy from the BBC, the okay. the, the, the the British office. Oh, there you go. Um, and uh, but it's it's a fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, you should seek it out because it's it's one of those. It's the same. You know, it's it's a bunch of you know loser <laughs> nerds putting together a computer and then they all got rich. It was great, and they got a loan. <laughs> That's all they you went need. into the the office. I think none of them. I don't think went to went to college or university, but they went into Oxford. It was either Oxford or Cambridge trying to get a loan, and the guy. I was like, where did you go to college? And he looks out at the out the window and he sees a sign that says Jesus College. This way, he's like, Jesus College. And then he's like, all right. And he gives him the loan. It's great. And so, um, Microman. Yeah, definitely worth it. I should add uh, in closing, uh, I could not find any copy of this for sale. I'm guessing all these old BBC t uh, tapes mm -hmm. are long since dust. Well, I guess point. they they just didn't sell as many as the the Spectrum and the and the C sixty four stuff I, like that. I, I looked at some BBC titles, and it, I was, I was it wasn't as much as I thought there would be. And so maybe maybe you're on to something there, Bo. But yeah, I enjoyed the BBC. I liked it a lot, and I'm definitely going to come back to it. Well, you ready to spin the wheel, and make the deal, sir? I am All ready. Right, let's do it. Let's spin this sucker. All right. I'll take your docs here. So as we are spinning the wheel, uh, I would just like to. Um, tell everybody about our sister show uh, Amigos and the charity live stream that we are going to be doing 12 hours of Amiga, the Amigathon 2008. Yeah. Uh, this year we are um, helping out Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Um, I just got a donation in from Marco Bruno. Thank you for making a uh, $25 donation. For every uh, dollar you donate, we will play one minute of your favorite Amiga game. If you go to extralife.com, or maybe it's extralife.org, and just search for Amigathon, uh, then you can, uh, you can make a donation. We'll play your favorite Amiga game for as long as you give us money. And so, that's July 7th? July 7th, 2018. Last year's Amigathon was a big hit. This one is shaping up to be even bigger. It'll, and, it'll uh, be 6.30 a.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time. That's right, that's right. And we'll keep going as long as the, as long as the donations keep coming in. We've already filled up. Uh, the first six hours are already full. So We had a, really, we had a yeah. lot of fun last year. And it was it felt good to raise some money for charity you know Dreamcatcher was heavily involved last year in getting that off the ground and so this year we're looking forward to raising some more money and having some fun and there's going to be getting stupid man. somebody's getting a pie in the face too it's going to be this guy well you never know whoever and that's one of the things when you put your money in it's who do you want to get the pie in the face me or Aaron you can specify that and that's where that money goes so uh, once again I think it's extra-life.org I don't know if you google it it'll come up just search extra life amigathon 2018 um, and, and you can find it. All right, Aaron, you ready to spin the wheel? Spin this, spin this thing, but let's do it. Here we go. Come on, no whammies. Gotta get that one in. What do we got, Boat? I can't see It's the Jag! The it's Atari the Jaguar. Jaguar. All right, let me grab the Jag envelope here. Look at this, I spun it with such fury, this thing accidentally almost came out. My gosh, Boat, your power is unbelievable. All right, Boat, here you go. Thank you. All right, what do you got? Uh, we are going to play Bubsy. Oh, you crazy nut. Well, you know, I want some crossover action, so I'm picking something we've actually covered before. <laughs> Pinball Dreams on the Jag. Pinball Dreams. That's that right. sounds like a winner. Also, I own that card, so that's what I'm going for. <laughs> All right, so Pinball Dreams and Bubsy. Bubsy. So. I, you know, I haven't played Bubsy, so that, that should be a good time. It's got a reputation, that's I've all heard. I'll say. I've heard. <laughs> sounds good, man. So, uh, before we go, Boat, 
you see I'm wearing the Amigos tee. If you'd like to get one of these Amigos tees, who wouldn't? Or an ARG tee, or a Psygnosis tee, which I've got one, I ordered one, by the way. Where do you get these fine threads, Mr. Boat? You get these from uh, tpublic.com slash store slash Amiga Tees. We've got a whole plethora of Amigos merchandise for sale. You can buy shirts, you can buy stickers, you can even buy a tote bag. We're just like PBS. Big posters. Yeah, big nice posters, posters, yeah. Uh, if you want to buy a big poster of our first uh, 100 episodes, our commemorative poster, you can get that there. Um, and um, so if you want to support Amigos, we have that. And we also have Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast helps support both ARG Presents and the Amigos Everything Amiga Podcast. And we appreciate you. And if you if you help us, great. If you can, no, no work. That's it's right. All good in the hood, brother. That's right. So let's take it to the house, boat. Until next week when we play us some Jag. Adios. Adios.